Seahawks Man to Man is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices of up to 60% off. I am a huge basketball fan, but I also love hip-hop and rap. I love me some 2 chains. Game Time is the best way to get tickets for everything from sporting events to shows by artists like 2 Chains. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. We're on our way. We just got to keep doing it. Keep staying consistent. North just got to keep keeping us aggressive. And this defense can be the best in the league. And um, I'm, I'm proud of us, man. We preach a Super Bowl. I believe this defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense, Super Bowl caliber team. And we can be as good as we want to be. Welcome back to another episode of Seahawks Man to Man Podcast. This is your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206. And then also we have on the other end, Mike Dugar, who is over in Philly, man. Mike, what is up? Yo, the cheesesteaks out here is real deal, man. They wasn't gassing it. I had me a uh, had me a chicken cheesesteak because you know I don't do the I don't do the beef or the pork, uh, but it was fire. So uh, that was uh, the second best part of the trip. The uh, the first part was obviously watching the Seahawks beat the snot uh, out of Carson Wentz and the Eagles' offense. <laughs> to say the least, man. You mentioned it. The Seahawks. The score doesn't really justify how bad of a whooping it really was. The Seahawks did win 17-9, improving to 6-0 and on the road, which is as impressive as the record is in total at 9-2. and But let's go ahead and jump right into the game. I mean, one of the things that stood out to me was obviously the defense, and you can agree on that, right? Uh, yeah, see, the score does illustrate that. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the losing the losing team had nine points. Yes. Right? And basically, they had like a garbage time drive in the fourth quarter when the Seahawks were just like, eh, whatever, man, we're just going to drop back. You guys do you. Uh, we're just trying to get out of here healthy, uh, which they did for the most part. Um, Got to see what's up with Jay Reed's ankle. But yeah, you look at the, the numbers on defense, man, the sacks, I think they had three turnovers, five uh, you know, one touchdown drive. I mean, that's the the, the score and the, some of the numbers does uh, do or does or do. I don't know. My English teacher would be upset there. Uh, the numbers <laughs> illustrate how well the defense played, man. Like, it's hard to play really consistently good defense. Uh, but at least in the past couple weeks, the Seahawks have gone on the road to beat up on some uh, on some teams. And that was really, really encouraging. Yeah, you did mention the season high they had a five that five takeaways for the on the defense and then for the past what of the last four or five games they had three or more takeaways so the defense is definitely getting into the shape of just taking the ball from their team getting turnovers and shout out to to Ziggy Ansah he had his best game as a Seahawk so after Jadavian Clowney has his best game as a Seahawk the next guy that is supposed to have a great year and and Ziggy Ansah plays his best game he had one and a half sacks, two tackles for a loss, and he also forced a fumble. He stepped up huge. Should I talk about what you saw from Ziggy? Yeah, I thought Ziggy was really impressive. 
you know, I think the the sacks are the sacks are encouraging, obviously. Uh, though I think that one of those sacks probably should go to to Quentin Jefferson. I think he ended up splitting it with Jay Reed. Uh, Ziggy did uh, took one from Q on, on third down. Also, but I mean, I guess it's a good makeup in a way because Ziggy, I think, had like a strip sack. Uh, that was taken away by uh, Shaquille Griffin hold. So to see Ziggy do what he was supposed to do, now remember, that's important. He was supposed to get busy like that. You know, they had a backup, had a backup lineman in there. You know, even though it was Coog, Andre Dillard, he ain't no right tackle. He's left tackle, right? So putting him <laughs> yeah. at right tackle, you know, I, I cut him some slack a little bit. It's hard to play right tackle when you're used to playing on the left. Uh, you know, Ziggy's supposed to do that, though. At the end of the day, Andre is a rookie and he's a backup. So he's supposed to bring that pressure from the from the right side, which I think is mainly where he was uh, having his success from. You know, to do that without the gravity of Clowney, you know, he's out with that hip injury, the, without the gravity of Clowney kind of impacting the entire game, you know, he was able to, you know, to get busy and get some pressure. I think he had a couple pressures, a couple quarterback hits. Like, that's the type of game he's supposed to have. That's what they got him for in, like, May or June or whenever they signed him. That's what they brought him here for. Right? The same thing with uh, Shaquem Griffin, man. I think he he played a bunch, too. You know, they, with Clowney out, they were able to kind of play Ziggy and Shaquem and Rasheem, uh, which sounds like the name of a TV show. Uh, they were able <laughs> to play all those guys together and they were all just super active man I, I i don't think i've seen them that active uh was maybe arizona they're really active on kyler and he obviously is more elusive than carson wentz is so oh man yeah the way the way that shakim was able to bring the pressure i think he had a couple pressures today i think he forced a fumble in the backfield uh although it wasn't technically a sack because it was a handoff that he forced a fumble on uh overall the way that the guys were able to, uh, Rasheem Green as well, the way that they were able to get the pressure without that one guy wrecking things, you know, even if it's against like a makeshift O-line, that's impressive and that's encouraging. So Shaquem, Ziggy, Rasheem, they would kind of get like a, a joint game ball uh, after the game. I thought they stepped up really uh, on the front for sure. Yeah, you mentioned Shaquem. He had... He stepped up when he got the opportunity today. He, you did mention he blew up that play in the backfield, which was a handoff that did not happen at all. He, he was, he was there immediately, and he was also, he had two quarterback hits, and he was also close on a sack that would have been a safety had he got there. But Carson Wentz was able to wiggle out and just chuck it deep. But I was really impressed with what Shaquem is doing, and. I just need Shaquille to get an interception, man. <laughs> it's crazy. We yeah. are 12 weeks Yo, in. <laughs> I told him that. I told him that like every game, to be honest. Man. I told him after the game. I said, man, you're going to get a pick. He was like, man, I, I think you know what he's really waiting on. I think he's waiting on one to come in man coverage. Because I think that's when he's got his picks. I'm trying to think. I know he had he had one against the Bears in week two. Actually, two against the Bears in week two. I think one was on a tip drill. Uh, this is last year, week two, by the way. Uh, one on the tip drill, and I think one in man coverage, and I think his first one came as a rookie on like a Hail Mary. So I th- I'm pretty sure he's waiting on like some, or just a real good man coverage shot. But he's been getting his hands on passes either way. Yes. Like you look at a, uh, a corner, like the best corner in the league right now is um, uh, the homie in uh, New England. Right? And I think he has he has picks i think he has like two or three but really what's been most impressive is that dudes can't catch the ball on him which is you know that's that's the next uh, that's the like the beginning step the beginning step is shut down your side Shaquille's doing a solid job i think he gave up 
couple passes today, like two or three, uh, some stuff, you know, in front of him. And he got another pass breakup. I think he's probably tied for the league lead pass breakups. I'd have to go check. But really, honestly, as much as we give love to Shaquille, today's a Trey day. For oh, real, yeah. Trey, had, Trey was really, really solid today. I think he got his hands on three balls. And, and he had a pick. pick. Yeah. Yeah, he, he played really yeah. good today. Yeah, that's that's a, you know, he's he's had some ups and downs. He's had a, a lot of games where he's given up a ton of yards, uh, but not necessarily a bunch of scores, which is obviously good. Uh, so today I thought it was probably his best day too. I'd have to go back and look, but it felt like his best day. It's like another just run of the mill great day from Shaquille. Uh, B Mac got his hands on the bus. Everybody, and that's what a complete defense does. You never like people argue like what what leads to what. Like does the pass rush lead to like a good secondary? Or is the secondary having uh, being locked down give time for the pass rush to get there? The answer is yes. <laughs> like you you need all of it to work together, and they're finally working together at least in these past couple of games i know you gotta adjust for opponent a little bit but i mean production is always good right so now the secondary is doing its thing match with the other teams not being able to run the ball look at the run numbers today garbage uh for the eagles i mean uh and then you got just harassing the quarterbacks today i, I bet you the last two quarterbacks seattle face had to hit the ice tub for sure <laughs> yeah. after the game like jimmy g for sure needed it and i think carson wentz left with a hand injury <laughs> so at the very least he's icing his knuckles so i think like when you when you can say that about the defense it's a success regardless of the numbers just in the last couple of weeks they've had the numbers to back it up yeah it's safe to say 12 weeks in the seahawks defense have put together really great performances on defense back to back and it will be quite interesting to see what they do on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. And we'll go right into the offense because the only good thing about the offense today was Penny because he had a career day. He had 129 yards on 14 carries, including that 58 scamper early in the fourth quarter, just putting the game away, icing the game at that point. Finally, he he shows glimpses well, not glimpses. He showed why they drafted him, and he did it today in fashion. And it was good seeing him be a physical runner. I don't know what home dude was thinking, trying to just tackle him high on that long run. That was absolutely hilarious. He just bounced right off him into the end zone. But shout-out to Rashad Penny. He had a great game today. And Chris Carson had a few fumbles. He just He just couldn't get it going. The offensive line, for the most part, didn't do a really great job with Russ. I mean, we did go over all the sacks. So they gave up. Seahawks gave up what? Let me have it right here. Doop, 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 doop. Seahawks gave up six sacks today. Mike and I went back through each sack. So the first sack, third and eight, Fletcher Cock blows up Joey Hunt. So Joey Hunt on that one gets the blame. Second sack, coverage sack. Third sack, Malcolm Jenkins. Clearly Rashad Penny and Russ didn't have a good communication because on that play, Rashad Penny... Looks at Malcolm Jennings, Malcolm Jenkins, and then he immediately turns his head, and then Malcolm Jenkins just goes in for the for the blitz and sacks him. Fourth sack was another coverage sack. Fifth sack we have Malcolm Jenkins and Gary combined sack, and that was also a coverage sack because it looks like, as we talked about, they brought more players than the Seahawks had blocking. In other words, a blitz. And the sixth sack we've come to the conclusion that a Fetty had no idea that Malcolm Jenkins was blitzing, and that ultimately led to a sack. So that a lot of bad, and Brashad Penny was ultimately the only good. I mean, Tyler Lockett, I'm guessing, is he? you think he's 100% healthy? 
Uh, I mean, if you so here's my philosophy. I and I've said this to some people. If you out there, you healthy, right? Like if you if you can't be you, then don't be out there. You know, I'm not really big on the whether you 100. percent Obviously, it's football. Ain't nobody 100 percent, right? You're getting hit every play. Uh, maybe he was a little uh, slowed up. He obviously doesn't think he was. Uh, I know taking away his uh, kickoff and punt stuff, that probably means that the team wanted to be a little bit more cautious with him. But he was out there, man. If you're out there, you have to make plays. If not, why are you there? You know, that that's the stance I'm always going to take uh, on on those sorts of things. So, yeah, I don't think in one of, in, the, in terms of the sacks, sacks are not just in the O line, right? We just pointed out that sometimes they just bring more dudes than you can block. Sometimes it's miscommunication, which I think happened with DJ Fluker and Jermaine on one of those. Uh, I think the, the Philly ran a game and they didn't like communicate it well. Boom, uh, guy comes. Obviously, you know Malcolm Jenkins was really good, like hovering around the line of scrimmage and making plays. Uh, yeah, obviously the line gave up some too. Uh, Russ probably could have got rid of the ball. Uh, you know, there's there was so many factors like. It, I think everyone contributed today, whether it was the pass protection, whether it was the guy with the ball, whether it was the receivers who had to get open. Like, that was that was what was most disturbing. If the O-line is just bad, then it's like, all right, cool. Those guys just kind of stink and they need to get it together. It was just like everyone kind of did their part in letting things down. There were a couple penalties that were just ridiculous. I mean, Joey, Joey Hunt with the tripping. Uh, I think Ayupati had two false starts. George Fan got hit with a hold. It was it was just not not they had, it was delay a game uh, I think which is bad it was just overall just a mess and the Seahawks do this though there's been some stinkers in the years that they've been dominant they've had some stinkers on offense you do for a stinker it's fine as long as you can win when you have the stinker and you and you don't make it a habit you know then you win, then it's like more clear that it's an outlier but yeah as good as the defense was I can understand why some fans frustrated like dang finally the defense shows up. And then the offense doesn't show up. But you got to remember that Russ, is, Russ does one of these every year. I think last year his was against the Vikings at home. Maybe he had two. I think maybe the Bears as well. Uh, it's going to happen. Don't mean it's okay. Uh, but I think if you're trying to like extrapolate like a big – that was a big word I just used. Uh, if you're trying to extrapolate like a long-term or like take it macro, uh, then I think I would say just the overall – pass protection whether it's the communication whether it's the execution whether it's the the uh the routes it all needs to be better this passing offense needs to be like crisp i know that's like asking a lot but hey gotta make it happen we're supposed to be mvp right he's gotta look like yeah and i one more minute thing before we get into twitter questions is just decision making by coaching and russ that third and 25 i think they I get what they were trying to do, but in that situation, the way the defense has been playing through that, through the you look at the 49ers game and how they played, and you look at what they're doing against the Eagles, I would say third and 25, quick little draw or a screen pass. I get that they're trying to be aggressive, but that interception, I mean, that's on Russ, and I think he could have definitely audibled out or just, you mentioned earlier, that he could have dumped it down. I have to go back and watch the film on that to see if he was open, which I'm pretty sure he was in the flat. But in those situations, I say, hey, just put it in your defense's hands. The defense has been balling out. I don't think Carson Wentz was with, with weapons they had available today or lack thereof because they didn't have Algalar. They didn't have uh, which Alshon Jeffries. I mean, they were out there with guys that we had no idea who they were. I think the Seahawks 
took advantage of that defensively, and I felt that on that third and 25, it could have been costly. Granted, they were trying to run it back. It ended up being nothing. Seahawks defense held up regardless. But I think against better teams, you have to take into account, hey, you know what? We have to definitely just play the field advantage here. Michael Dixon had a terrible punt to begin the game, but then after that, him and he was he was back to normal Dixon. I get it was windy out there, but I think just on certain situations, coaching staff and Russ have to just be a little bit better at decision making. Just hand the ball off, get a few yards there, and play for field position. Oh, you know how I feel about doing that. <laughs> Scared money don't make. Yeah, you know I want to. Uh, ain't no, ain't no playing soft over here. Huck it downfield. Do it. I'm, you know, you know I'm all for it. <laughs> you know what I know you're also all for? Twitter questions, man. And we got quite a few. So let's just jump right into it. You ready, man? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Wait, before Twitter questions, we gotta pay some bills. Long day at work. Tough day at school, still stuck at the office. Well, you know what? It's time to treat yourself, man. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come right to you with DoorDash. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code HAWKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code HAWKS. Don't forget, that's promo code HAWKS for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Let's do it. All right. We do have a few questions regarding Chris Carson because today he 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 coughed up the ball twice on, on consecutive plays. Our first question, we, well, here, I'll tie these both together. So we have probably sleep at G3RMVN, and then we also have Jeff Daly at Excessive Farce. They basically want to know, do you think Carson should be benched for those fumbles? Okay, well, I'll, I'll be fair to Chris and say that one of those fumbles was his fault. The first one that he ends up falling back on, I, I believe he's the one who recovers it. Uh, the second one, and I thought this when it happened too. I, so what happened, Russ kind of confirmed this after the game. So they get to the line, and Russ, they have a, uh, they have a pass call. They have a bootleg call. And then Russ changes it to a run. Now, I don't know how, whose job that is to communicate that to Chris. I would imagine that it's Russ's job. And, it, you know, it's been Joey's job to communicate that to the line and, and all that. I didn't see the pre-snap stuff. But you can tell that when Russ goes to hand it off, Chris is in no way looking for the ball. And that's why it just, it's a botched handoff that ultimately gets credited to Russ. So I will, I will be fair to Chris in that regard. However, uh, no, Rashad's not going to take his job take the job is like no 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 that's extreme will he get more opportunities yes of course but that's not necessarily contingent on chris playing poorly it's more about rashad playing well if rashad plays well it doesn't matter if chris has the ball glued to his glove it doesn't matter if rashad looks good he plays more that's just how it's going to be whether Chris is fumbling or not. The fact that Chris is fumbling and and then Rashad now looks like he has his legs back under him, apparently changed his diet. I didn't go to his press conference today, but I read some of the quotes. Uh, yeah, you know how I feel about guys and wait until they get in the league for a year to change their diet. Anyway, so no, the short answer is I don't, I don't think so. I think it'll take, this is crazy to say, it's probably going to take him coughing the ball up a lot more and them losing maybe because of it uh, for Chris to get benched. Because once you bench him, that's kind of it. 
You know, you can't really just bring him. You can bring him back in. He's not like a quarterback in that regard. Uh, but it's it's tricky because once you, once his confidence is shot, you don't know how he's going to respond. I mean, I guess they've been kind of been doing the same thing with Penny. Uh, but I mean, that's why he's been so inconsistent, right? His confidence shot. Weight, his weight wasn't where he needed it to be. There's a bunch of factors there. So your best bet, if you're Pete Carroll, I think, is to stay supportive, stay encouraging, while also enforcing, like, hey, man, you, you see what it is. You see what Rashad doing, right? All right, keep putting the ball on the ground. Boom, you know where your touches is going? Like, you can do that while still being supportive, and but yet still enforcing that, hey, man, you can't put the ball on the ground. Got it. Next up, we have Thomas Beeson at Lil Taco 21. I missed the whole second half because I was on a plane. How would you describe it in a sentence? The offense was poop, but thankfully the defense was not poop. I love that was it. Not very articulate at all, man. <laughs> I got it. How I just used extrapolate, and yet I couldn't put together a better sentence than that, man. I'm kind of disappointed in my myself. I want to do a redo. You know, what? I'm going to pick one word instead. I, I feel like the word is better than the sentence. So my one word for the second half, I say disruptive. There the it de- is. The, f- the defense was very disruptive, and the Seahawks' offense was being disrupted. It worked, you know. It works both ways. Let's go with that instead. I know I changed the the question technically, but I needed to redeem myself. <laughs> well, you can redeem yourself here as well if you need to. Travis Barton at high speed homer. What is the deal with Carson? I love his style, but holding onto that ball is pretty important thing. I keep hearing that Pete and Russ want him to know they believe in him. How many more fumbles until they don't? Go Cougs, hashtag we bowling. Let's get it. Six, what are we, six and five? Yeah, yes. man. And we're going to win the Apple Cup. Talk to me. Uh, sorry. Got hyped there. Uh, what's up with Carson? I mean, yeah, I, I just kind of missed it. He's, he's putting the ball on the ground. He can't do that. How many more fumbles? I don't know. Let's put a number on it, Chris. Let's decide because everyone wants to know. Uh, so they got five games left, right? <laughs> All right, cool. So let's say, let's say, and these are going to be lost fumbles. Because I think they're, they're judged a little bit differently, just a tad. Not a ton, but a tad. So I would say it would take for him to lose his job, not just have his carries decreased. I say it would take it would take three fumbles lost in the next three games for him to lose the job. Lose it. That, like, that's, that's where I'm at. What do you think? That's a good question. I would I I I agree. I think I think dang, I'd say yeah. Two or three. I'm hoping two cuz it's like dang, dude, get it together. But I think three is definitely I think that's in the ballpark of hey, okay. Rashad Penny, you're starting. Yeah, see, so I think what so let's say let's let's play this out cuz I know a lot of people want to know after the game. So let's say he fumbles next week against the Vikings. Let's do, let's not worry about the the end result. Uh, let's just say he fumbles, right? Win or lose. Okay, cool. He fumbles again against uh, who's after that? The Rams. Yes. Or is that is that a Carolina? Ooh, Carolina. Let's let's say it's the Rams. Let's say it's the Rams. So yeah, it's the Rams, uh, December eighth, and then it's Carolina. Okay. Let's say he fumbles again against the Rams. Right? Let's say that's still on prime time. Uh, as well. Uh, it could get flexed out, but let's say right now it's still on prime time. So there would be back-to-back games where he loses fumbles in prime time. I think when they get on the field against Carolina in that next week, Penny is the first guy out. It doesn't mean Carson doesn't come out. Let's, I think Carson still gets his burn, but then Penny is the first guy. 
so technically starting but hasn't lost his like he hasn't been benched he fumbles again in that scenario too at Carolina and loses a fumble oh yeah yeah yeah. by the time they get back home for the uh, Arizona game in week 16 you won't even see him I think that's what would happen I think it would take that All sound right. cool well not good that sounds terrible but does that do you think that answers the the Chris and Rashad dynamic I believe it does Alright, so I know a lot of people had questions about about that. So I think that that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. JRB at JR Batman twenty three. Is the defense back? Hey, I recognize that ad name. What up, what up, man? Appreciate your consistency with the questions. Uh is the defense back? I don't know. I would like to think so. The thing about sacks and turnovers is they come in bunches, but there's also can be droughts as well, right? So, like, what happens if they don't get any turnovers or any uh, or any sacks against the Vikings? So then are they not back? I don't know. So let's let's say this. I will say yes for now, just because I think this is probably a the healthiest they're probably gonna be. Uh, let's assuming they get Clowney back, but don't have Jay Reed. Like you're always going to be missing a guy or two, right? Like, it's it's week whatever in December. No one has all healthy eleven of their best dudes on both sides of the ball. It's just not how it works. Uh, so I think this is probably as healthy as they're going to be. Uh, they've got what they need in the secondary. They got what they need a linebacker. They've got enough, I think, up front. Uh, so I think they are. I think they are. I wouldn't go as far as KJ went uh, in the opener there, saying like. Super Bowl. That, I, I get where he's coming from, uh, but there's a lot more that needs to go into that, and uh, I wrote about that too for the uh, my morning after today. But yeah, I would say right now, today, what day is it? 24th or whatever. Day back. All right. Next up, we have a dot m at the real Luigi underscore. What's the offensive line looking like in 2020? Um, I don't know, man. Shoot, there's a lot, lot going on there. Now that's a loaded question. It feels like. Uh, I will say, here's my guess, because I, if I'm projecting, I would project that Phil Haynes and Ethan Postick are starting on there somewhere. Um, Justin Britt maybe is not. Uh, let's see there. Dwayne still is. Cost too much. And he's still good. So there's that. Uh, I need a right tackle. Mm, oh, that's tough. You know what? I think they keep I think they keep Jermaine. I think they keep Jermaine. Uh, so we go same tackles with Phil Haynes, Posick, and Joey Hunt, all right there in the middle. All right. Next up, we have Ryan Turner at turns forty-four. Nine and two is awesome. The Hawks are starting to show how versatile they are when it comes to winning games. World players stepping in and making big contributions like Malik Turner and Rashad Penny. Who's walking in the champagne room with the biggest smile when the wheels touch down in Seattle? Keep killing it. Appreciate the love, Ryan. Okay, so the answer is Ken Norton Jr., but not just because the, the defense had five turnovers, which I'm sure he'd be really happy about. Uh, Kenny is probably going to need uh, a drink because he is the coach who does not necessarily – he's not thrilled about the fact that the coaches have to go sit and coach. Uh, they have to swap seats with the players whenever they went on the road. So when they fly back home, the players are now in first class. Uh, because, you know, Kenny's a big dude. the linebacker in the league. Uh, so he only liked them seats. They hurt. His back might hurt when they land six-hour flight. So he going to need a drink. So I think he's going to have a champagne. Perfect. Next up, we have Craver of Conkeys at NKDD96. Don't remember hearing a Fetty's name get called today. 
or for a few games, which I think I'll take as a good thing for an offensive lineman. Has he been playing better recently? Also, over or under 11.5 wins for the season. What was that at name? NKDD96. Oh, no, no, sorry. What was the screen name on that? Craver of Conkeys. Of Conkeys? What's a Conkey? Beats me. Huh. I don't know what a Conkey is. Hey, hey, tell us what a Conkey is. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to the person. Hopefully they listen to the show. Anyway, uh, the question of Fetty. Oh, yeah, I think he's playing better. Not like world's better, like Pro Bowl right tackle better, like I thought he probably would need to. It's good enough. You know, he's been he's been solid at times, uh, a little inconsistent at times. But I think the, pro- the problems on pass protection aren't just solely like, oh, the right tackle stinks. You know, in the years past, I think that w- that was something people could point to and like have an argument this year. If you're just like, "Oh man, our right tackle stinks," that's why we can't protect. No, 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 no. That's that's not it. So I do think he is playing better, which is why I think they uh, bring him back for 2020. Um, let's see here. Other part of that was it over under 11 and a half wins for the rest of the year. Yep. Ooh, that's that's tricky. We got a lot of variables we're considering here. So I'm going to project that they. Beat the Rams again. Um, what about Minnesota? Uh, they should. Let me get there. They should beat Carolina. Okay. I do not think Carolina is good. Uh, let's see. They should beat. They should beat the Cardinals. December twenty second. Okay. Yep. Yep. How many wins is that? Is that twelve? That's three. So that's twelve wins right there. Yep. All right. I'll take the over. Don't make me pick the Vikings game more than the Niners game. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just go right there. Boom. There we go. All let's right. Take the over. That's all we need. Fair enough. Brent, oh, and because I'm nosy, I guess not nosy, because I'm interested, a conkey is a sweet cornmeal-based food item popular in the West Indies. Ingredients include cornmeal, coconut, sweet potato, and pumpkin, and the mixture is cooked by steaming and banana leaves. Okay. Boom. That's all I, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we have Brandon Eckrich at Brandon Eckrich. Two-part question. What is wrong with DK? Not just referring to today, but the numerous other drops. I also just bought his jersey. I feel like a clown after that performance. Any advice? <laughs> I don't know. Take the jersey back, man. <laughs> Wait, do you, mean it, do you think he means advice for uh, DK or advice for you know, buying the jersey? I don't I don't know. Well, Answer both. Well, well, I'll do. I'll do both. Yeah, yeah. You're right. All right. So advice: take the jersey back. <laughs> There's that. Go get a Shaquille jersey. Um, no, actually, you know, the safe bet is to just buy a Russ jersey, man. That's just, that's just, that's always the, the safe bet. Uh, what was the other part of that? Um, oh, what's up with his drops? I mean, you say it every week, Chris. You just gotta catch the ball. Here's the thing, though. DK came into the league with problems with drops. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't really surprise me that he's dropping the ball as a pro. Uh, he's dropping the ball in college. You know, he's he's a home run guy. I mean, he can do intermediate stuff too. He's not just boom or bust, but he definitely is going to have those problems. You just got to have to live with him and then take the good with the bad, you know, and, and just kind of count on him improving as he uh, grows. Remember, he's still a rookie. He's still a lot of places to go. It's not like this is anything new, though. Like, if it's not like Tyler just started dropping passes. No, 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 no. 
dude who had a high drop rate in college is dropping the ball in the pros. I mean, <laughs> that just kind of makes sense. You know, it's not it's not even that weird to me. That's why when I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we got to catch it. But I don't make a big fuss just because I know I expected him to have drops in the league. He had drops in college. So, All right. That's like a guy who throws a lot of picks in college. He gets in the, gets in the NFL, starts throwing picks. It's like, well, yeah, man. You threw picks. This is, what, this is what you've done. So I'm expecting you to do that thing. Maybe not at the same rate, but it won't surprise me when it when it happens. Next up, we have Ethan Ludlam at Ethan Ludlam. Who on the D-line was most impressive today? Was it Rasheem Green, Ziggy Ansah, or Shaquem Griffin? I'm going to say Ziggy. Definitely. I'll say Ziggy. It's close, though. I will I will say Ziggy. I think all three of those guys had a pair of quarterback hits, you know, so that's that's really big. Uh, Ziggy just did what he's supposed to do. Like I said earlier, man, he was he was he was on it, man. He's good, good, good for him. They needed about damn time too, man. Shoot, dude hasn't had a sack since like week four, and that was the last play of the game, like of a game that they were up seventeen. So it's like, come on, man, you got to you you Ziggy, man. You're supposed to play like that. Next up, we have Daniel Leong at Daniel Leong seventeen. Should Penny start? Start what? At running back. <laughs> For who? Oh shoot! Don't do this, Mike. <laughs> I like I like Rashawn. I I just I just think Chris is a better running back. Uh, but it's like I, it's like I said earlier, man. He should start if Chris does. If Chris outlines what a, kind of what I just panned out earlier in the show or like played out, then he should start. But I, I I'm not overreacting to one game. I think that's only what his second career. 100-yard game, I'm pretty sure, which is great. That's really good. I think Chris is going to still hit 1,000 yards for the second straight season. <laughs> so I'm going to roll in. That's, that's just me. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Next up, we have Genesis Rift at Zach Yojin. What up, man? Why can't we have a complete game? What game do you think we can pull it all together? Also, how do you guys feel about our GameCube, a.k.a. Russell Wilson, Chance, at winning MVP now. By the way, love the pod, love the growth. Appreciate the love, man. Okay. Wow, that was that was a, was that a three part question? Three part. Okay. What was the what was the first part? Complete game. Why can't oh, the Seahawks okay. have complete one? Complete game. I got you, guys. Uh, complete game. Well, okay. In de- in defense of the Seahawks, I think the 49ers game was a pretty complete. Um. It wasn't perfect, but I think it was complete. It was balanced in that both sides of the ball held their own and did their part. Like, they both walked away, obviously wanted to play better, but walked away like we did what we had to do offensively and defensively to to hold our own and get the job done. I think you could say the same thing about both sides of the ball against Cleveland as well. I don't think either side, like, drastically outplayed the other. I know the pass rush wasn't great, but the defense had, like, four turnovers. Uh, let's see here. And I think every level of the defense had a turnover against uh, Cleveland as well. Pretty sure Ziggy forced a fumble and recovered it. KJ had a pick. And then B-Mac had a pick? Tedrick had a pick. Um, so, and I think Trey had one as well. So, I think that was a complete game just against a bad team. And then Arizona was a complete game, I think, as well. Good, good play by the defense. They scored a touchdown. Offense was fine too so if you're waiting for a uh, like a blowout that's gonna be tough they should blow out carolina i don't think carolina's ready yet they should blow out arizona too uh, 
but the Seahawks don't blow nobody out. I mean, even today they couldn't even win by two touchdowns. <laughs> they were just like, you know what? We're itchy. We can't get we can't get out of here without a one possession game. So that's that's what it was. Uh, so I think that was complete. What was the second part of that question? Russ won an MVP. Yes. Okay. Um. So he needs a stinker from Lamar Jackson on Monday night, and then he needs he meaning Russ needs to respond with a ball a ballsy performance. Excuse me against the Vikings. So because you know the, the primetime games are what skew everything, right? Like that's that's just what it is. So I think what are the, what's the next uh, Sunday night game? Is it is it Ravens Niners? I think it's something like that, or it's like uh, it's either Ravens Niners or it's like Patriots Texans or something like that. One of those two. Anyway, New England needs, and Houston. Yeah. Okay. So what what Russ needs is for both of his next two games to stay in prime time. So he got the Monday night and the Sunday night. He needs to ball out in both. And then whenever I think Lamar's in prime time again after the Monday night against the Niners. I'm pretty sure that's a prime time game. So he needs that. Russ he needs he needs Lamar to put up a primetime stinker while Russ balls out in primetime. Boom, you're right back in it. All right. Next up, the Zaniac at Alex Zerby. Can Penny be Dalvin Cook minus the dreads? Nope. 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 He's gotta have the dreads. You know why I'm answering that question like that. You know <laughs> not you, Chris, the guy who asked that. No, it is. You have to he has to have the dreads. And nope, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right, another three-part question, and this one's from Ross at Ross Freezer. Freezer, excuse me. A couple of questions for one of my favorite podcasts. Should we expect to see similar things from Ziggy Ansah? He didn't have as big as a big of a game as Clowney did against the 49ers, but it wasn't bad. Has Shaquem earned more opportunities? What's the floor and ceiling for this team? Dude, that was like a ten-part question. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, did we get all the, all three parts of the other one, by the way? Yes, we did. Uh, okay. So, let's go with the first part about Ziggy. So, we see similar things? Yes, we should. Anytime a team has got their backup in or a rookie or just a below-average player on the opposite side of the line, or the left tackle, right tackle, whatever, Ziggy should get busy. He should. He's at that point in his career that if he's not elite like Clowney is, or as long as he can beat up on people who he's better than, then he's you know that's that that I think could be something consistent we can rely on. If not, Shaquem should be able to do it, or Rasheem, or even even B. Jack. Um, let's see. Also, that's a backhanded compliment on Ziggy. He said that uh, he didn't have a bigger game as Clowney did against the Niners, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> no, I mean Ziggy played really well. You could just say he was good. You don't have to take a shot at him. Uh, but I get what you're saying. Uh, let's see. Has Shaq earned more opportunities? Uh, let's see. Yeah, Shaquem should get some more burn, man. He's fast. So he's not really going to overpower people. He ain't going to be bull rushing nobody. I think he's like 227. I mean, he's lighter than Rashad Penny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> g- g- yeah, right? So he's got to have the speed. Now, you're not going to be able to just speed rush every time, just like you can't bull rush every time. He's going to have to develop some more moves, but from what I saw today, as active as he was, definitely should get more burn. Uh, was the last part? Oh, the floor and the ceiling. Uh, there's a Michael Jordan quote. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. Um, the answer to the question is, the floor is like a wild card exit. That's probably like the worst case scenario for this team. Like, realistically worse. Clearly, they could go 9-7, but that won't happen. Um, 
So that's the floor. The ceiling is a Super Bowl appearance, probably. Like, if you put it all together, if the passing offense gets to where it was before uh, Sunday and the defense maintains this, like, semblance of, like, a dominant, a dominant feel, you know, if they can feel like they dominate a game, they'll look like the Niners. And the Niners are a team that you expect to go to the Super Bowl. Same thing. You know what they'll also look like? They'll look like the Ravens. They'll look like the other complete teams. Because those are complete teams, by the way. Uh, the Niners and Ravens. Probably the most complete teams in the league. Probably with New Orleans as well. So I think the floor, wild card exit, ceiling, Super Bowl appearance. There it is. Our last question comes from Adil at King underscore Con 206. Will we see more of Josh Gordon or Malik Turner? Also, will we see changes among the O-line? Posick at center, Jones over Fluker, and his statement is, seems like we're forcing it to D to David Moore a lot. Dude, why does everyone have a five-part question today? <laughs> oh, that was a lot. Okay, so what the, what the last part of that was, will we see Malik, Josh... Yeah, that's right. Well, we shout out to Malik Turner, by the way. First career touchdown. Malik's a good, good cat, man. People keep wondering why he's on the team and, and why, you know, he's getting so much burn. Because he's a good player. That's just bottom line. Um, the ball is not getting forced to David Moore. David Moore had two targets today. <laughs> if that's getting forced to him, that just means you don't like David. <laughs> <laughs> really, he had two targets. Malik had two targets, I think. No, you know, I think Malik only had one. <laughs> I think Malik had one. I think Josh had two. Tyler had two. The ball was spread out pretty evenly. I think DK had six. Uh, so, no. I don't think the, the ball is being forced there. I think it's just going to be matchup dependent. Man, I don't think they go in really like it's trying to exploit or trying to highlight one guy. They just play the matchups. They play, you know, Russ makes good decisions for the most part. I think that's just what you're going to see. And guys are just going to have to make the most of their opportunities as always. Uh, I don't think the ball is being forced anywhere. I think Russ spreads it out pretty well. I think he'll continue to do that. What was the uh, other part of that question? Changes on the O-line, Posick at center, Jones over Fluker, Ori Potty? I don't think so. I think uh, Posick's on IR, so I don't think he comes back. Um, let's see. No, I don't. I really, I, I like Jamarco. I think he's good. But I'm not, I think these are their, I'm kind of just relying on what I've seen. And, and I'm relying on Solari. I think Solari is a pretty smart dude, the O-line coach that is. So I think he knows that these are his best five dudes, at least right now, for what they want to do like consistently. So that's just what I think. And I, I'm kind of reading him and reading what I watch every week, that these are their best five dudes. That's just that's just what it is. Maybe, maybe next year, like someone mentions, or someone asked about, they can switch it up. But I think right now, Dwayne Brown, Ayupati, Joey Hunt, because uh, obviously Britt's hurt. DJ and Jermaine are their, their best five cats. I think that's just that's just what it is. And they're just going to have to play better. That's bottom line. I lied. We have one more question. It's from Adam Nathan. At Adam Nathan, chicken tenders or wings? Hey, Adam. What up, mate? That's my guy. Uh, Adam Adam's out there in the, in the UK. Shout out to the uh, UK Seahawkers, man. He's out there in London. Uh Adam's a chef as well, so uh, that's probably why I was asking about food. Now, if Adam's cooking, don't matter if it's chicken tenders or chicken wings, I'm just going to eat. You just move out the way, give me a plate, some napkins, and I'm about to get busy. That's just how that's going to go. If I'm cooking, then let me get busy on the air fryer, 
Yeah, everybody know I got the air fryer lately. I've been cooking up my chicken wings in the air fryer is money. So working on the legs, those take a little, little, little bit more of a finesse, but I'm getting there. Uh, my chicken wings though is a uh, it, is solid. Uh, did did we get to the question? I know, I know, uh, I know somebody had a question about why I said the Seahawks had an outside chance of the division. I kind of roughly remember that because I did want to rebuttal that. Not rebuttal, but you know what I mean. Did you want? I can ask it now, or you can hit him up on Twitter. No, no, no. We good. I'm in a groove right now. I'm in a groove right now. Let's knock that. What was the specific wording on it? Got you. At Riley, at Riley twelve six seven eight. I think you said that the Hawks have a very outside shot at the division. Why is that? As they could be on top after tonight, and the Niners have such a tough schedule. Okay, so this was asked before the Niners game, and we are now since recording after the Niners beat the crap out of the Packers. So if you saw the Niners beat the crap out of the Packers, maybe you understand why I, I don't really have much faith. I'm not much faith. Like the Seahawks, I think, on 538.com have like a 40-something percent one of the division, which is not low. That's it's decent. But I really think it's probably going to require winning out because I think that man, the Niners are so good, man. Let's say the Niners lose one of those. One of those games that they got left. I think they still have to play the Saints and the Ravens. So let's say they beat they beat one of those teams. And then they go into both teams into the game. Uh, would that be like five and or excuse me, like thirteen and two or something like that? Like, yeah, it's just tough for me to see that, man. That's that's tough. The Niners are a real deal. And even if they slip the Seahawks still need to kind of stay stay right on it, which they could, but that, nothing's a given, man. Their home field hasn't been protected like super duper well. It's been okay. Uh, so, I, I don't know, man. I still think the Niners is one of the most complete teams in the league, man. They just they just beat the snot out of people, man, except for the Seahawks, obviously. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, that's what, the, the Niners game today really just made me feel like that's why I think it's an outside shot. They're definitely not they're not likely to win the division. They're they're just not. They could. I just don't see this likely. That's why I mentioned that. And before we get out of here, I just looked at the picture of the GameCube that someone asked about, and I did not know that our heads are cropped onto this, uh, which is weird. Other than that, it's very disturbing, disturbing image. That the whole question makes a lot more sense now that I see this. Yet I'm also a lot more confused. Well, we want to thank we want to thank you guys for all the Twitter questions. We appreciate the love and support. Be sure to rate, review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Mike, is there anything you want to add before we shake, man? So is this my head cropped onto Jamie Collins' body? I want to know whose body my head is. Cropped. <laughs> hey, man, who's this Genesis Rift? Whose head did you put? Whose body did you put my head on? Let me tweet me and let me know that. I want to. I want to know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can at least put me on another light skin cat. Chris, he got us both on dark skin dudes. <laughs> well, in the picture, you know, this is the I'm sure this is the only picture he found where Russ is making a, a make making a great pass and he was like, you know what? GameCube Russ, I got you guys. <laughs> wow. No, that's wow, that was that was something. Uh but you know, as like closing, you guys know where to follow us on social media and all that, so I'll I'll say that. Uh but I would definitely like to just give a shout out to everyone who listens, everyone who gives feedback. Even if you don't ask a question or any feedback, and you just tune in every week while you're at work or walking your dog or in the gym or whatever, driving to work, whatever. We appreciate you. We appreciate the love and the support. 
appreciate all the views and the consistency and everything. You know, we, we we put in all the work that we can to make sure the show sounds good and is well thought out and everything. And so we try to try to just work hard to show the love back that you guys show us. So keep doing it. We in for a good ride. Two up to nine and two. We're gonna be here till January, baby. So let's uh you know keep it up going all the way into the playoffs. It should be fun. All right, we out. Everything was a gift from a time to